Hello, and welcome to the Irresistible Marketing Pod, the podcast that wants you to get really, really real in your marketing. I'm your host, Issa Gauchi, your marketing confidence cheerleader and owner of the M. Issa Messaging Digital Marketing Agency for small business baddies such as yourself. On today's episode, the Tiffany Chung, hero to business witches everywhere, is gracing us with some major mic drops on how to snap out of a business doom spiral, walk the talk of the results you're selling, how to be okay with repelling the wrong people as powerfully as you're attracting the right people, and so much more absolute gold. So if you're in a rough tower moment in your business, listen to this episode for the antidote. Well, hello, Tiffany. Thank you so much for coming on the Irresistible Marketing Pod. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, as if you needed any introduction, but let's give them one anyway. (laughs) Would you mind letting the people know who you are, what you do, who you help? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Tiffany Chung. I am the business witch. I am a business activation coach, spiritual business coach. I call myself a bunch of different things. And essentially, through the lens of marketing and sales, I serve mainly women, mainly female entrepreneurs, um, to tap into their most truest, unapologetic, radiant, magnetic version of self, not just in their business, but in their lives as well. And I do that through the lens of business and through, you know, how you're showing up online, sovereign selling um, and business as the whole woman, right? Not just compartmentalizing ourselves like we've been taught to do in traditional business, but bringing all of yourself to the table when it comes to running a business, connecting to your energy and your unique vision. So yeah, that's what I do. I have two main offerings in which I serve my clients. I also have a podcast, The Social Reset podcast. And I'm just very, very, very passionate about helping women strip down those layers from supremacy systems and oppressive systems throughout their life, society, culture, etc. So that they come home to themselves, especially as CEOs, business owners. It's a wonderful introduction. And um, I'm so glad you brought up your podcast, The Social Reset, which I love. And in the pre-interview, I was letting you know that I was realizing I was turning specifically to your podcast a lot at a period in my life where I was having kind of a rough time personally and in my business. Um, And I recommend it when any of my clients are having kind of like a gloom, doom, business, money spiral. Is this going to (laughs) work? Everything feels like the deck is stacked against me. And so um, I invited you on the podcast and I was curious because you seem like you've been just like on this skyrocket upward trajectory. I know you had like a rough start um, to your career and your life, but like your, your business accelerated really fast. Your following accelerated really fast. I'm curious, like, what is your experience personally? Have you ever had a gloom, doom business anxiety spiral and how do you coach yourself out of it? Yeah. Um, all of the time. (laughs) I don't think that there's anybody in business who is successful that has never spiraled and that has never had moments where they're crying on the couch and wondering if they should just pick up a part-time job instead or if they should just like, I don't know, you know, just go into a completely different industry. Um, And anyone who says that they've never considered that is absolutely full of shit. (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. I think anyone who has built a very successful and that's something that I've always been very, very open about on my podcast. You know, like I made a episode a couple of months ago where, you know, my mastermind, which typically sells really well, had a launch where it kind of flopped. And I was like, what is happening? And I talk about that and the emotions of it in an entire weekend where I was just crying on my couch and called up one of my friends who's like a business bestie 
and was just like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening and making it mean all these things about me. And then of course I sat and I evaluated it and I figured it out and then boom, I had a 70K launch, you know? So it's like, we have to really, really get used to the emotions and not stray away from them and actually lean into them when we're business owners, especially as we're growing, because it's not going to go away. It's just going to be more and more and more and more of it. Right. So like when you grow, it isn't just like it gets easier and then it gets like, oh, you just navigate all like, yes, it gets easier in some capacity where you're able to hold it. Right. But it's like those emotions don't go away. Now you're handling bigger things. Now you have t like two times 10x the clients that you had in the beginning. Right. Which also means that you're handling a lot more you know, love and, and people who love working with you and people who have feedback for you, right? Which also means visibility online, people who love your stuff. And then more comments who are like, you shouldn't be doing this. What are you doing? Right? Which I'll, I'll get those comments pretty much every week for things that I post because I'm so clear and polarizing on my reels, in my content, in my in my um, captions, right? And so for us, if we know that that's happening, how do we then regulate our systems to be able to not go into overdrive, right? Because we have these brains that haven't fully kind of evolved out of what used to be like lions and tigers and bears, right? That we would have to either fight or that would come across us on our path. Our brain still reacts in that way as if there is a bear, as if there is a lion, right? And we think it's like these lion scale things that are happening in our lives when really it's just like, okay, someone has a thought about me. How can I hold this? How can I be okay with this? Okay, someone has some harsh feedback for me, right? What part of this is not true about me and who I know myself to be? And what part of this do I desire to bring in and see how I can expand and shift based on this feedback, right? So it's like you have to learn to hold that capacity. And every single time that I have had a moment, a weekend, a week, sometimes weeks on end where it's been doom and gloom and, you know, just like those moments where like, I don't know, I just feel like a dementor. Um, it's like I really, really have to come back to who I know that I am and what I'm here to create and what I'm here to build and shifting back into like grounding into my movement, grounding into this legacy that I am here for. What does that mean to me? What does that look like for me? And how can I expand my capacity to hold more and to receive more and to feel more? A lot of it has just been me sitting and feeling my feelings, like truly. If that's all that you ever do in your business, you're doing an amazing job, right? A lot of it has just been me sitting and feeling and crying and bringing it to spaces where I feel comfortable bringing it to, right? Being in high-level mentorship masterminds, I haven't gone a day without mentorship. I will probably spend the rest of my business inside high-level masterminds. I have no idea how people are doing it without. Um, that's where I bring my, my stuff to. And when I'm having those days and knowing that I'm being held and I'm also being given a kick in the pants when I need it, but I'm also being witnessed and seen is the most important thing. And then I can see that now that my Magic Mind students are doing it inside my mastermind without me. They've created a sisterhood on their own where they support and hold and witness one another. And I know it's because I've gone forth to do that work. And now I'm building a container where they get then get to do that for themselves, which is just like beautiful, like chef's kiss. That is so beautiful. Yeah, I am so grateful for you today. And in that episode, you mentioned really pointing out the part of how you deal with it is not just like trying to escape the fear or the grief around a flopped launch or feedback that was hard to hear. And that, um, in the episode itself, you talked about like you, I think you said you had like a whole weekend where you just let yourself cry. Yeah. Um, I think 
for a lot of people in my circle, and I notice this tendency in myself as well, is like when you feel really consumed by fear, and I, I think it makes sense why this stuff is scary, especially if it's tied to money, like you don't know how you're going to pay your rent or your bills or your food. Of course, it like ties to your primal safety <laughs> mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people's instinct is to just go do more, like work harder, like just yeah, do for more sure stuff. Um, and I, I'm guessing you would coach your clients that this is not the move. What is the move instead and why? Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to place like general blanket statements on every situation because every situation is going to be a little bit different. There might be some times where I do tell someone like, just go and take more action, right? Like, or go and take more specific intentional revenue generating action. But you're right. Most of the time, that's probably not going to be my answer. And here's the reason why. The action should be kind of that last step. If we're if we're thinking about like steps to go and create and g- generate revenue soulmate clients, the action is at the very, very end of that list, right? And, and what you would want to do before you even get to the action portion of this is the energetics work. Right. Because imagine if we don't do the energetics work and we bring forth the fear, we bring forth all of these emotions and and the scarcity and we go live or we put a post out there and it's from this lens, it's from this energy of I need you to buy from me because I need to pay the bills. Or I need you to pay me now so that I won't think that I'm a failure. Right. And that's that's a lot of what I see. I can smell it. I can feel it. I can I don't even have to click the post. And sometimes on my explore page, which like gratefully now is mostly like bunnies and like wiener dogs. But sometimes I'll get the like occasional like marketing post or I'll get a reel and I'll go, ooh, ooh. Oh, I could feel it from over here. I'm also psychic. I'm intuitive, right? And so I can sense energy very strongly. That's something I do for my clients. And my mastermind is an energetics mastermind. Above anything else, above strategy, above action taking, which again is that last step, is the energetics, right? And so if you're not grounding that energy down, if you're not spending the time, and for anyone who might say, I don't have the time to do it, you're the one who needs to do it the most. You are the one who needs to do it the most, right? The work is in the energetics. The work is in you dropping into your body, connecting to how your body feels, right? Embodying the version of you. I mean, if you're out here and like this is a say it's a business coach, right? And and this would apply to pretty much any business owner. But say that it's a business coach who's talking about ease and effortlessness and, you know, selling, just waking up to payments on their phone, but they're hunched over. They're constantly updating their email notifications. They're constantly updating to see if like anyone's sent in an application. They're like checking their phone. They won't leave the house. They're in front of the screen all the time, right? They're like constantly thinking about work. They won't let themselves like even go to bed. They bring their laptop to bed, right? And they're working from night to, 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 from morning to night. And it's like, Whoa. I mean, there's no there's no integrity and there's no embodiments of what they're saying that they're they're offering versus what they're actually doing. Right. So sometimes what I feel like happens is the universe protects clients from coaches and business owners and service providers who are not walking the walk. Right. And I know I've been there. I've been the person bringing my laptop to bed. I will be working morning to night. And I'll be like, wait a second. I'm talking about ease and effortlessness and flow. And I'm not in a flow state right now. And I can consciously be aware of it and then be like, oh, all right, something's got to change, right? And I'm pretty good at picking that up way faster than I used to. When I first started my business, I was very much, um, you know, very much indulged in my work and overworking. That's all I'd ever seen. My, you know, I'm a daughter of immigrants and Chinese immigrants. And so my dad from Hong Kong, right, immigrating to the States, learning English on his own, um, climbing the corporate ladder. I mean, all he did was work. All he did throughout my entire time 
childhood was be away for business trips. All he did when I saw him was at his laptop working until, you know, hours into the night. Um, and then when I wake up, he'd be gone, you know, into the office. Right. And so I was like, well, if I want to be successful, it means I must sacrifice time with my own daughter, right? It must mean that I have to sacrifice my own life. And I quickly realized that that isn't the case, right? That that isn't what we go into business for. We go into business to create freedom. We go into business for ourselves to create a life that we desire, right? A life where we can step away and the business still runs without us, right? Because then if we don't have that, then we don't have a business. We just have a promotion, right? That we're just promoting all the time. So when you allow yourself to take a step back and regulate your emotions, right? When you're feeling the graspiness come through and you're feeling that need to go, well, I need to do this. this, this, this. I need to post this. And I need to go on store. I need to go on live. I need to post this. I need to post that. This hasn't gone up yet. Like it's so, it's so, it's so, it's so powerful. Just drop back in your body, connect with your movement and what you're here to do hands, connect with that piece of yourself that knows that it really is, it really is a shift in in the energetics, right? Like, and then from that place, because then it's also not useful to just throw out a bunch of massive action without intention either, especially if it's coming from a graspy place, right? So when you tune back into your body and your energetics, and you process those emotions because then sometimes what happens is if a, a couple of weeks go by or you have this launch that didn't go the way you wanted, we start feeling feelings of resentment towards our, our community sometimes, right? And I see that in my students. I could pick up on it. If it's been a couple of weeks, they either haven't made a sale or you got a couple of no's in a row. That can be really hard, right? Especially if you haven't done that work consistently to regulate your nervous system, it can be really hard to take that. And then you'll get to a point where you start turning away clients and feel, you know, I just did that earlier today. I just felt like someone was joining from this energy of scarcity and almost like I need your program to work for me and save me. And I was like, hey, let's let's just take a beat here. This is not the energy that you want to be investing from. I never want someone to invest from this energy of save me or you know victim mentality or I've done all these courses. How is yours any different? That's not what we're going to do here. And I'm going to let you take a beat and maybe we can revisit this. And she was like, I'm so humbled and blown away by your integrity. I I'm like, absolutely shook. You're right. I am coming from that place and I'll come back because I absolutely want to work with you. I've never had anyone respond in that way. you know. And then one of my other students who she was like, I'm feeling like it's a no right now. I She was like kind of kind of sorry about it. And I was like, I go and celebrate your sacred no. Go and celebrate it. And I was like, I'm so proud of you for being able to say that, even though I know it's something you want to do, but it's a no at this time. I love that. And she said that she cried receiving that message. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is sovereign selling. This is what I teach. This is what I, I embody, right? In the DMs, on my stories, you know, I don't do sales calls anymore, really. But like, you know, if I were to do one, or if I were to offer one, that's what it would look like, right? And I'm able to do that because of the energetics. I'm able to do that because I know it doesn't mean anything about me, and I also know that I attract the most aligned people when I'm in my most magnetic state, right? So sometimes when I feel the desire to like do more, I will actually pull back and I will go and do something that gets me in a magnetic state of being. So sometimes that means not even showing up on Instagram that day, but me going to a dance class or me going to, um, I don't know, rock climbing, quality time with my daughter, you know, playing Barbies with her or just sitting down and watching a movie. Like last night, I just watched like a documentary on like SpaceX and like all the things that they're doing with the rockets, right? And it, I was like, wow, this is so crazy. We just have people that are going into space. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, just things that completely take me out of um out of business, you know, and uh, give me the opportunity to drop in and have downloads. And then evaluating, right? What do I actually want to say here? And how can I be in the energy of that embodiedness, right? So if I'm a pleasure coach, I talk about intimacy and sex and sensuality, right? Maybe I'm like, I'm turning myself on. I'm having a pleasure session before I go live. And so it 
that's me coming from this energy of like flowy goddessness and like, here I am. I'm so tapped into my pleasure. Let's talk about pleasure. Let's talk about my pleasure coaching, right? Like I, I work with a couple of sex and relationship coaches. <laughs> so we talk about this a lot. And so it's like, how can you embody that in what you're saying? And that's actually the energy that hits harder versus let me do more things. And actually, if you do more things with the energy of graspiness, it can actually do the opposite effect and repel your people instead. Oh, this is so good. Um, I am so excited to talk with you about energetics and what that means in terms of like marketing. Would you mind for people who this might be a brand new concept for explaining what you mean by energetics? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. Let's just say like energetics is literally just how you're feeling in your body. And it is the state, the state of which your body is in. And it's also, yeah, it's like your energetic state. So here's the thing. Every single thing vibrates on a certain frequency, right? This is not just spiritual. It's also scientific. If you take anything under a microscope, it has a frequency. It vibrates on a specific level, on a specific frequency, right? And so that means like, everything and we're all energetic beings, right? Like if you have a family member that comes home from a long day of work and they're just like, they don't say a word, but they just barge into the door, you feel their energy. You're like, oh, wow, bad long day at work. Like, how are you doing? Right. Or like if mom is upset, everyone is upset in the household, right? Like you just feel that energy emanating off of someone or someone that you know, like you're having a conversation and their energy just shifts, right? And you don't see it. You don't, you don't, it's not something that you see necessarily. Sometimes it might come up on their face, but it's something that you feel, especially for us more empathic, sensitive, like me, connected to your emotions, people, we feel this so much deeper. So if you're listening and you identify as an empath or as someone who, who is more highly sensitive, right? That's something I've been my entire life. And it I was the like only sensitive, empathic black sheep of the family, uh, of a family that was pretty like cold sometimes, like wouldn't express emotions, you know, already is something that doesn't happen a lot in Asian cultures, especially with Asian parents. Um and so, and my sister was also like that. She like rarely ever cried. And here I was crying all the time. And so the energetics is you is is like instead of just focusing on the action and the doing, the energetics is that feminine led, um, is the feminine led energy, right? It's it's who you are being. That's a really good way of of putting it. And it's okay if you're not if if this is brand new to you and you're not completely picking up on all of it because because something something will click at some point either in this podcast episode or within the next couple of days and it'll it'll just make sense. Like it'll just all drop in and then everything will make sense. Um and so yeah, it truly is like, and this is the most important aspect of my work, right? Like I'm an energetics coach. I focus on the energetics in business. Um, all strategies work, right? There's not one strategy that works really much better than the other, in my opinion. It's like they can all work. It just depends on what do you want to do. And I enjoy like putting together fun strategies for my clients and launch plans and things like that. But the most important thing is their energetics. And if your energetics is like, top tier and you are in your magnetism, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter what or how you say it. Right. And I think there's a lot of like, and I love that you're having this conversation on your podcast. I know you obviously talk a lot about marketing, you know, and confidence and, and those things, but there are a lot of people who will talk about marketing and talk about strategy and say like, it has to be the specific strategy or it's this one size fits all strategy. And it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> you really have to be so deeply embodied in your energetics for the strategies to to work, right? And because otherwise, then it's just you taking action for the sake of taking action. And it's kind of cold. It's stale. You don't really attract the people you really want to be working with. 
when I dropped into my energetics, it wasn't even so much what I was saying. It was who I was being, right? It was the energy in which I was being that attracted my most aligned soulmate clients. So now every single one of my clients, like I know them so deeply. We have long-term relationships. I know their cats and dogs' names and their kids and their families. And when they're in the Bay Area, we go out for lunch together, right? Like sometimes we'll be texting each other. Like I've built these like lifelong friendships and connections with my clients because that's something that I prioritize as long-term mentorship. And yeah, I would say like energetics is truly like processing your emotions, expanding your um, expanding your capacity to receive. Who are you being, right? If the strategy is the doing, the energetics is who you're being being in that moment before you go and post the Instagram live, before your fingers even hit the keyboard, what are you thinking? Are you thinking while you're typing, no one's going to buy, no one's going to buy this. Oh my gosh, this is just going to be a total flop. I'm just going to send this email anyway, because I have to send this email because I was told to send this email because I have to be sending emails, right? Okay, here it goes. All right. Yeah, I knew no one was going to buy. You know, I just proved myself right. Like, that's not the energy you want to be in. Right. But if you instead of like, you know, you drop in, you go, oh, I'm feeling some fear right now. Okay. I'm coming from this should energy. Maybe I just don't send this email. Right. Maybe I just don't send this email. Instead of like discipline and, and cold, hard discipline, how can you just be in devotion to your work and your art? Right. So that way, when you show up and you create a post, it isn't because you had the schedule. You do it because it feels so delicious that you can't possibly imagine not sharing this with your community because it's so alive for you. That is like, oh, you can you can absolutely feel that. Right. And not just like here's a three step formula and here's my five step process. It's like I had a really hard conversation with my daughter's dad. We co-parent her and there were some things that were really coming up that was, you know, bugging me and my anxiety and things that I had been coming up and I sat down and we had this conversation and it was raw and it was vulnerable and it was hard. And right after the conversation, I typed up a post, I shared it from my heart and it's still on my feed now. And and I had so many people just be like, wow, thank you for sharing this part of your heart. Like, thank you for showing up and being vulnerable in this way, right? It's like, it's business as the whole woman, right? I'm not compartmentalizing myself just as the CEO, right? The way that we're taught in professional, um, you know, white supremacy workplaces, right? It's like, yeah, you get to bring all of yourself here. And that is why people are connected to you is because of your heart. And when you show up, it's because it feels so alive and juicy and you're never doing anything in marketing that you feel like you, quote unquote, should be doing. Oh, that, all of that was so good. There's so many directions I want to go. OK, so um, when I was I wanted to share the analogy that I think made energetics and business click for me. And I'd be so curious to get your thoughts. But it made me think of, so I'm a dog person. I love dogs. And I was thinking about the other day at the dog park, like there were some dogs I felt totally safe going up to and petting, um, you know, getting down on my knees and playing with them. And there's some where like just instinctually was, I like did not have the impulse to go approach them. And it made me think, cause none of this was a conscious process. Like none of this was at the front of my brain and verbal and and it was just the like, oh, that dog's safe. That dog wants to be left alone <laughs> type of thing. And I was like, oh, that's energetics. That's the energetic yeah. that we're picking up on before it's even conscious about other people's state. Would you right. say that's accurate? <laughs> yeah. And I think that everyone and, and also a lot of what energetics is, is like you being led by your spirit. So for you at the dog park, you're not listening to dog owners tell you whether they're safe or not. You're listening to your body's intuition. And I think that is the most important aspect of energetics and also the way I see you show up, right? Like you're listening to your intuition and your body. You're sharing things, even if other people aren't doing it, right? And we've had conversations 
since too, because we've known each other for a little bit. And so, yeah, and and that's really what energetics is, you know. And um, one example that I also gave, uh, in case this also lands for your listeners as well, when it comes to like your magnetism, is like you know, imagine going into a bar and maybe like you really want to meet someone that night, and you have like a whole plan and a strategy planned out, and you're like, okay, first I'm gonna go this, I'm gonna walk to the bar, and then I'm gonna order a drink, and then I'm gonna sit there and then I'm going to wait for someone to come to me, right? Like, which might be like a full on strategy, which could absolutely work. But imagine the woman who just walks in, like wearing something that just feels so good to her rather than like, oh, this is what, you know, the person I'm attracting would like on me versus like, no, this is just what I feel good in. I'm just going to walk in. I'm in my magnetism. Like, I believe that I'm so hot in this moment and I've done like I'm wearing the things that make me feel good, right? And I'm just tapped into my energy. I'm tapped into my magnetism. Maybe before the bar, she went to go get a massage or she went to go and do, um, I don't know, like something that felt really, really delicious. Like I love getting massages. And she just walks in glowing with this energy. And the moment she walks in, it's like heads are turning right? There's no strategy. She didn't do anything. She didn't even open her mouth. No one knows her name, right? Nobody knows her sexual orientation. She hasn't sat down to the bar. She hasn't like gotten a drink. It's literally, she just walked in through the door and it's just this magnetism and then heads are turning and, and people are getting up and going like, oh my gosh, I got, I got to get to know you, right? And it's like, that is the energy in which if you focus less on like, I have to do all these things and focus more on how do I want to be, right? My, I would say my full-time job before I take any calls, the second I wake up in the morning is how can I be in my magnetism? How can I be in my magnetism that day? How can I have a slow, delicious morning? I don't like just waking up and getting straight into a call. I like doing a meditation. I like doing, um, I talk a lot about sex magic and orgasmic manifestation. So I might do like a solo pleasure session, right? To start off my day before I create content or right before I create a post, right? Um, I might go and do something that feels really good to me, like going taking a walk or going taking a shower or a bath or whatever it might be, because that's that's what raises my vibration. And that is what allows me to be in my magnetism, right? And it isn't always about being happy or high vibe because we're human and that's just not possible. It's about being grounded in who you are. So even if I'm having a day where I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever, I might not be like super happy, I'm still magnetic right? Because I'm doing these things that make me feel magnetic and even more so on the days where I'm feeling kind of blah, right? It isn't about going from sad to happy. It's about going from uninspired to my most magnetic, natural, authentic state and telling the truth. And sometimes on that day, the most magnetic thing I can do is say, I'm not feeling it today. And here's why. And here's what I'm feeling. And here's what I'm sensing. And I just want to remind you all that it's okay to have these days, right? I have students that battle with anxiety and with depression, and they always feel like, oh, do I have to be high vibe in order to show up? Absolutely not. Right. I've moved through postpartum depression and single motherhood and co-parenting and just lots of ebbs and flows in my life. Right. Come from living off of food stamps um, and being in survival mode. Right. And experiencing like suicidal ideations. And so for me, it's like it's not about being happy. It's about how grounded am I in my movement and what I'm here to create and how can I bring that forth in who I'm being even on an off day. And sometimes the best, most energetic thing I can do for myself is say, I'm not, I'm deciding not to show up today and I'm going to go take my ass back to bed or I'm going to go and get outside and do something for my energetics. And sometimes when I go to do those things, that's when clients drop in and they're like, I need to work with you. I come back and there's like three DMs, right? So it's a lot less about how I'm showing up and the actions I'm taking a lot more about how I'm feeling in my body. I am so glad you brought this up. So, um, yeah, I, I actually have a lot of clients with the same concern. Like they um, are struggling with depression or mental illness or chronic pain, and they're like, so how do I show up with and have the vibe hit right when I'm not feeling great? And I love that you said, well, sometimes it means you don't show up if that's not in integrity yeah. with where you are. 
Um, but you also shared the story about going on your live and talking about a really tough conversation with your co-parent. Um, I had the experience where I just like the summer felt old to like <laughs> publicly talk about like some really personal situations with the patriarchy that um, gifted me with a lot of money baggage. And I, I did have that feeling when I signed off where I was like, did I really just say that on the internet? Um, but then in those moments, I got like the most DMs ever from yeah. clients wanting to work with me. I'm curious if she could give us some nuance a little bit about this. Like, what is it about when, you, when it is aligned with you to share from one of those moments where you're not, you're in the shit, you're not feeling great, but you still feel compelled to share how is, tell me how that works with magnetism and energetics for attracting aligned clients as well. Yeah. So a couple of things. Number one, you just have to really, cause it's so, um, it's so unique to the person where there are some things where I'm really moving through it and I just, I can show up, but I'm, I'm, choosing not to like this I just my energy is leaning more towards a no I'm going to go and take care of myself I'm going to go and do something else um and I'm not going to bring this to my my community at least not right now so you have to like drop in and just go okay do I feel this way and it still feels okay for me to show up or do I feel this way and I'm leaning towards like going to doing something else so you have to kind of check in with like you know in the moment how does that feel for you because the thing is, we're never obligated to share and people are not obligated to know our lives, right? We share because we decide to and because it's coming from a sovereign place, not from a disempowered place of like, okay, this feels really, really, really racking to my nervous system, but I guess I have to share it because that's what I was taught. Like, that's also not that's like the other end of the spectrum where it's like that's also not supportive and helpful for anybody. So you have to check in and and just see like where's the place in which you're choosing to share this from, making sure that it's an empowered decision, just like when you're buying and when you're selling, that it's also coming from empowered energy, right? And it's twofold, right? It's like for you, you're showing up. And what I believe in talking about magnetism and energy, the highest frequency is truth and authenticity. It's why we're naturally attracted to people who tell the truth and who are very open and blunt and honest. And why one of the biggest reasons statistically why we don't like someone or vibe with someone is because they feel fake. Like they feel like they're not themselves, right? Which I mean, you know, admittedly, we've all gone through that phase, especially through teenagehood of being someone that we're not and trying to feel like we need to fit in and doing all these things that maybe aren't true to who we are on the journey of finding out who we are. Right. So one of the biggest things that we don't vibe with is um, when someone is acting like someone that they're not, when someone is, you know, trying to show up like someone else. Um, and so because we don't like that so much, what we vibe with the most, what is on the highest, highest frequency is truth, right? Is when we're telling the truth. And so it isn't so much like go and share a vulnerable thing and then that's how you book clients because then we can strategize our way out of that. And that's also not the point. The point is people don't need to know this about me and I'm not obligated to share. But if I were to share, there would be a, a, a part of me that is released and I would feel more magnetic because of it. It's not even necessarily about them. It's about how you feel, again, going back to the energetics. It's not that, oh, they need to know this thing about me to buy from me or I'm going to use it as a sales strategy necessarily. It's if I release this, if I like shame hates having words wrapped around it, right? So if I wrap words around this shame and I know the source of my shame is like the source of my greatest power and I can alchemize that from shadows into light, I can bring those things that I was most shameful about, right? Like living off of food stamps for me, um, postpartum depression, you know, having my daughter at a young age, not feeling any connection to her for the first couple weeks, first couple months, right? Because I was so deep in my depression, I was like, what the fuck? just happened? What did I do? Right. I've been, I've been very open about my journey of being a mom 
and kind of being thrown into motherhood and then being thrown into single motherhood um, and navigating what that's been like leaving an abusive, violent relationship, right? Being kicked out of the house from my parents when I was pregnant, um, you know, being raised in religion and then leaving religion, right? And, you know, when I, w- when I was pregnant, like none of the leaders, youth leaders, people in the church had s- stopped speaking to me and my family. I've shared about all of these things. I've shared about like co-parenting, leaving friendships. I've shared about like, you know, aspects of my business where I've felt lost and and like everything's falling apart. And when I share every single time I share from this place of, you know, I desire to bring this to everyone. I, I know that this will be helpful. Um, I'm feeling some type of shame around this every single time I've done it. It's allowed me to release and become more authentically me because I am not my shame. And simultaneously, what it's done is it has allowed people to see my heart and who I am. And when we share and when we're vulnerable and when we show up in these in these versions of self where we are honest and authentic, naturally, the right people will be magnetized to us. And at the same time, what happens is you're also repelling people who are not a good fit for your work. Right. Like I talk a lot about decolonization. I talk a lot about white supremacy and being anti-racist. Right. I will talk about um, social issues. I talk about, you know, um, sex and sensuality as an Asian woman. Right. Like there's so many things that I talk about, like leaving religion. Right. Like there's no such thing as sin. (laughs) That got a lot of, you know, spicy comments. And so there's there's um. There's a lot of people that will naturally be repelled by your work when you're speaking your truth. And I think that's why a lot of us are really fearful of it because we're fearful of those hateful comments and people leaving. But those people were never your people to begin with. They would have never bought from you. And if they did, it would have been a very misaligned relationship, right? So what it does, though, is it attracts and pulls in naturally the people who are like, Oh, I no wonder I liked her so much. No wonder I felt so aligned to her work. No wonder this is the absolute best coach for me. It just kind of like solidifies energy that they've already been feeling. And now you get to feel them on a deeper level, right? It's just like dating or friendships. It's like you know them on a surface level, but then they say something or, you know, they they um you they reveal a part of themselves and you're like, oh. I knew I really liked you and now I feel it even deeper. It's like taking that relationship into a more intimate space, right? And I also think that's what selling is. It's like, yeah, we've been flirting with each other a little bit on posts and stories and lives. Let's take this into an intimate container where we can do the some real work. Oh, this is so, so good. Um, I love that you brought up um, the shame aspect, because I, I think that was what I was realizing. I was like, so I wonder why, like the social reset is like my go-to when I'm in a spiral. And I really think it's the gracious gift of you allowing people to witness you processing shame. And sometimes I would be like, oh, I have that. And I didn't even realize that was a shame I had, or that was a shame I didn't realize I could I had the permission to release. And I think that's so powerful. Um, So we talk about like transformations in messaging and that's a transformation right there, just from listening for free to a podcast. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Um, I'd also like love to get your take. You mentioned about um, the the aspect of when you're seeing you are going to repel people when you're authentic about your values, et cetera. Um, I'm curious, since you you have a large platform, what sort of ways did you have to build up your emotional resiliency to just be exposed to so many people's judgments, like good or bad? Yeah. I would say one of the biggest, hardest posts was when I was 19 and I was sharing publicly that I was pregnant. I waited until I was about seven months pregnant or six or seven months pregnant to make that post. And that was like the first time people were just like open about their judgments about me. It's a 19 year old teenager. Most of them knowing me through a private Christian school and being and from my church right at the time. So lots of 
religious community, lots of people just kind of like deflecting and projecting onto me, whether on the post publicly in my DMs or to my parents or to people behind my back. Um, and I feel like that released a lot of my shame. And it also allowed me to realize like, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And this is how I'm going to show up. And then over time, as I've started my business, I actually started first as a content creator and influencer. And I started on YouTube a decade ago. And I went into Instagram and I shared about my separation from my abusive relationship. I talked about breastfeeding my daughter. I talked about being like a healthy single mom. Um, there are so many videos. They're still on YouTube. Um, and, you know, my Instagram platform was kind of built upon that. And so I would say from a very young age, like since my night, since 19, since 20, um, and I'm 29 now, I have been exposed to these comments and these ways of the internet um, to where it used to really bother me. I would think about it consistently for days on end. And I used to just have to like, I I would like put myself on private. I would like, there was at a point, there was someone that was pretending to be me and pretending to like, you know, um and, and like scamming men out of money, you know, and there then there was like a security issue because then those men were finding me, my actual profile. And then it ended up just being really, yeah, it was scary. I had to file a police report. Um, and then I've also like through layers and layers of like who I've become, um, allowing myself to really shift into deeper levels of like grounding into my movement has really been what it was like am I really going to allow this one comment from this stranger and then also like doing the inner work and doing the work on myself has helped so much to where now I know anyone who says anything about me or anyone who says anything about anyone else really um there is a level of there's a level of them seeing that in themselves or there is a level of like unacceptance that they have towards themselves um i'm saying something that's challenging a belief system that they've held for maybe their entire lives and so that's scary i mean admittedly that's scary you know and so What's easier instead of looking at, oh, maybe I, I'll try to understand where this comes from, right? Because I also came out as pansexual and I came out as, you know, queer. And I, I did that, you know, a couple of years after leaving the church and it just felt so, you know, I also got lots of comments about that as well. And still from people from my past and from the church I used to go to and, um, you know, conversations with my own parents. And so coming out online and, you know, connecting to that part of me every single time it has been me deepening my relationship with myself. You know, that's been one of the biggest things for me. And then more and more I realize because I've also gone viral many, many times um, and people have, you know, when you go viral, it goes to like people who are not your audience and not your community and they just see something and it's wild how someone can just see something for five seconds and make judgments about your entire life. Right. So I've gotten messages in the DMs, racial slurs, um, just lots, most of it from men, uh, most of it from white men who were very upset to see an Asian woman, single mother making really good money. <laughs> and it triggers them. It triggers them. Right. When I talk about religion, it triggers people. When I talk about sex and sensuality and my queerness, it's it triggers people. Um, and so I've just gotten. I've just become okay with that, that I'm going to trigger people and there are going to be people who don't like what I have to say and they're going to misunderstand me and they're going to see a real, they're going to make an assumption about me and they're not going to understand the full truth. And that's okay. That's okay. People can misunderstand me. People can misunderstand who I am and my values and, you know, my work and my movement. I'm okay with that. And I think that's one of the biggest things that especially as you're growing a growing, thriving platform and business, you're going to have to be okay with people misunderstanding you because every single one of those comments and messages I just mentioned, I didn't respond to a single one. It has been years 
I don't remember the last time since I responded to a hateful comment to try to get them to understand who I am. It's just I don't have capacity for that. It's not my it's not even in my energetic minimum. It, I have energetic boundaries around that. They can go and take and if that's what they want to think about me, these words, these labels, this person, I let them. And there's so much freedom in just letting them think whatever they want to think about me. Um, and so over time, I've just become so much more rooted in my movement and who I am. And am I really going to let a couple of comments of people who don't understand me, who are choosing to believe these things about me over my priority of bringing my magic and my medicine that I came to this world to do, um, I'm not going to let that stop me, right? And so at a certain point, it's like, you just have to, it's like you can't even ask for like coaching on it anymore because it's just like, you're just like, I mean, obviously, like I, I hold space for all the things that come through in my containers. But for me personally, it's like I don't even ask for coaching on it anymore. I just self-coach, move through it, move on. Like we have work to do. We have work to do, right? Why are we sitting around thinking and speaking to the people who are who are not speaking to? Right. When we're marketing, sometimes that's also something I see that happens is like we start talking to these people that that we've triggered or we start talking to the people who are not even our people. Right. We talk and then the our people who are actually like, wait, but I really wanted to work with you. Why are you speaking to those people? Like what's going on here? Right. Like we can get in this resentment mode or we get a couple of hate messages and then our messages, our messaging starts being geared towards the people who don't understand us. But it's like, no, there's a whole group of people who already understand you. You never have to ask, does this make sense? No, they they completely get it. And they're ready. They're resourced. They're ready to work with you. And sometimes when we spend our energy speaking to the people who are an absolute no, we push away the people who are a yes. That is such a good point. And it, it sounds like a big part of it is also like building the trust that there are enough people who get it, who are aligned, who... Always. Um, which I think leading to our last topic, well, I want to talk with you for hours, but I want to be respectful <laughs> of your time for today would be sisterhood. Um, tell me about the, you build sisterhood a lot into your work and tell me about the power of the, having a sisterhood, a community that's safe, that gets you when you're building a business in such an unconventional way that that threatens and triggers so many people because you're doing it so differently than what we're taught to we're allowed to do or hope for. Um, yeah. T give me your thoughts on sisterhood. Yeah, I love that because it's such a important part of how I've built my business as being in sisterhood myself and then also creating containers of sisterhood where I had a live event for my mastermind this current round. And the way that I facilitated our exercises, activities, the way I taught, the way I allowed them to mastermind together, because that's what a true mastermind is. It's not just reliant on me as the coach. It's them coming together on their own. By the end of the live event, they were calling each other sisters. They were already flying out, planning to fly out to see each other, which they've all done um, to see each other, connect with one another. So it's like a container I've created where like, yes, I'm the creator of it, but it's also taken its own form as a community, even without me. And I think that's what a true leader does is the leader doesn't make it all about themselves. The leader uplifts the voices of the army, of the uprising, of the revolution, of everyone who's in the community instead of just themselves. Like that's a true leader. And for me, that's always been my work is like, how can I allow them to facilitate and even guide and coach them on how to have effective peer coaching sessions, right? Like, don't try to fit it into one call, have one call focused, you coaching them, set another call up, them coaching you right like set i i have like these ways in which i've created some foundations and structures for them to actively and effectively hold space for one another in a way that is supportive for who they are another thing i've done both when i've invested in masterminds and sisterhoods and in what i've created in my business through my mastermind is i'm very selective about the groups i join and i'm very selective about the people who join into my groups right so meaning 
I'm looking for people who are around the same level of business. There's still going to be a bit of a range, right? But they're they're around the same level of business. So it isn't like these people who are making six figures or growing to six figures, multi-six figures, and then someone who hasn't made their first post on social media yet, right? Um, and I can see how that might be helpful, maybe in another container, maybe in like one of my other courses, but in a mastermind, I want everyone who's already selling offers, who's already been working with clients, who is actively on track for six figures, multi six figures, and they're here to grow and expand together, right? So that's one of the things that really helps when you're facilitating is, especially in a mastermind, what are some of those requirements? And then also what are the energetic requirements, right? One of the main questions that I ask on my application form is, hey, you're joining this mastermind not to tap into my magic and my energy necessarily, right? That's a part of it, of course, right? But you're here to connect with your own magic, your own guidance, your own wisdom. How do you feel about that, right? And of course, like, because I'm so clear, crystal clear in my messaging, I only ever attract people who are like, yes, hell yes, get me in there. I'm so excited, right? And then also having a question where it's like, this mastermind isn't just for you to get what you want and leave. This is a mastermind where you are building sisterhood relationships with the other women, right? And so being in a room where they're all actively participating and consenting to that and being aware of that is a really big part of this, right? And anytime that I've been in, I've been in a couple different masterminds. I'm in one right now for an entire year, which I'm loving. Um, it's a place where I can go, you know, on those days to plug in where I'm excited and I can plug in and feel even more excited and lit up because of everyone's energy. And then if I'm having a day where I'm like contemplating all these things of like burning my business down, right? Which like, I haven't thought that in a long time, but like, and if I'm like getting to that like dramatic place in my, in my day, I can plug in and be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. You know, I'd love for someone to like hold me through this. And, you know, I will, I can instantly receive messages of like, Hey, I'm free in the afternoon. Do you want to hop on a zoom call? Right. And then what's even happened from my mastermind, because there's uh, over a hundred, 200 people in there, I think um, what they've done is they've created their own peer mastermind group and we meet every Thursday, right? So that's the mastermind I'm a student in. And for my own mastermind, Magic Mind, I've decided that I do want to cap it and keep it pretty intimate and inner circle. Um, that's just what felt good to me in this moment. Who knows? Maybe someday I'll, I'll make it a little bit bigger. But I like having close proximity, inner circle, kind of a close knit mastermind where everyone gets to know each other really, really well. It's a smaller group and we really hold that space for each other. I just had an Instagram live with one of my students, Chanel. She's still on uh, still on my feed right now. And she is a holistic health coach. And one of the things that I she said talking about magic mind she was like i i don't think i knew what like sisterhood was before this like i don't think i knew what it was felt like to be held in a container like this and i went on you know not live but i interviewed another one of my magic mind students joe she's a sex and relationships coach and she said you know she's stepping she's into her she just turned 40 and she's stepping in she says she's stepping into her sage era right and she's like something i've really loved is holding intimate space for these women right she like went into this container not just to like work on herself and we her entire interview is on my podcast it's actually going up later today um if it's not up ready but she talks about like you know we we did a lot of work of unboxing her unboxing her from ways that she's boxed herself in and something she's loved in the mastermind is that she gets to hold that space and when she needs space held she also gets to be witnessed she gets to be seen um and yeah, and then two of my other mag Magic Mind students, Brooke, Taylor, they flew out to see each other. Taylor's from Canada. Brooke is in L.A. <laughs> and Brooke is a stylist and she works with like manifestation and vision boarding. And, you know, she collaborated with Taylor to do her color analysis and tell her what colors look good on her, you know, her skin, her eye color, all these things that would make it pop. Um, and so they're collaborating. They're going on live. They're joining like each other's like little mini offers and programs supporting one another. Like that's what a true sisterhood is is where like it takes form 
in itself. And it's a true community where you know that you can bring all of yourself and you are loved no matter what. And the last thing I'll share here is I created this mastermind because I'm very spiritual and witchy, if you can't already tell. Um, I'm very eccentric. I'm very out of the box, like don't like the traditional business bro marketing, don't agree with a lot of one-size-fits-all strategies. I've been in those rooms and I've learned so much and I still have nothing but great things to say with every single person I've ever worked with because I think part of being a leader and a coach is taking responsibility for every single room that you walk into and making the most out of it. But through those experiences, I have discovered, okay, how can I create a mastermind that blends, you know, both the action and the strategy and being big and bold in your business with also the energetics and the spirituality, right? Yeah, we talk a lot about money and wealth energetics, but we also talk about how is your heart feeling today and you can bring you know in the in the slack community it isn't just strategy and marketing and messaging it is oh here's how i'm feeling today oh i had a you know conflict with my partner and and here's how we move through it or like oh this is what's coming up for me and my sister wounds right and like i'm navigating something with my 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 sister and here i'm bringing it to you all and here's how i'm moving through it it's business as the whole woman i think as women we do this so well where we know how to like gaze into each other's eyes and hold space and one-on-one -on -one time, you know, and I think that when you're building a business, you're not compartmentalizing yourself as like, here's the CEO and I just need to be told what to do. It's like sometimes the best marketing strategy is you need to go and forgive, you know, your, your ex-partner or you need to go and have that really uncomfortable conversation with your mom, right? Or you need to set boundaries with this family member. Or, you know, something needs to happen with like your relationship with your kids, right? And that's what's going to allow you to be even bigger and bolder. Sometimes it isn't taking more action. Sometimes it's taking crucial action in your personal life. So all of that gets to come together in a mastermind like this. I love it. It, it reminds me of that quote, like something like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Like, yes. I think like finding the right sisterhood or community or mastermind, like totally up levels yeah. <laughs> that average. And then also not just like a, the five people, but the five relationships, I'd also argue like becomes your new average for relationships. Absolutely. If you come from a trauma history or toxic relationships, toxic family life, abusive family life, like it is literally life changing to be in a community where you are shown how you should be treated. Exactly. I, I love that so much because then you also get to determine like, how do I want to be held? What type of, you know, sisterhood mastermind do I want to be a part of? Right. And who am I in this stage and season of my business that desires to be held in that specific way? Right. Like one of the things that my ma my mastermind students will tell me is like, I can literally let my freak flag fly in this container. And it isn't like, oh, okay, well, let's bring it back to the strategy or let's bring it back to the, it's like all of you is is brought up, right? Like one of my students, Joe was like, yeah, you hold space for the spiritual, like there's a foundation of witchery and spirituality where it isn't like, oh, can I bring this to the table? It's like, no, this is already at the table. This is the table. <laughs> I think that's really important, especially for my women who are more spiritual and out of the box, you're not going to be told to water down and to box yourself in or to niche down to make money. You are going to be taught to express your own unique magic, your own unique vision, your own unique energy. And that is your key to success. Oh, yeah. I can't even tell you how healing it's been for me personally to like share stuff in my marketing I've personally carried shame about or been punished for. Um in like unhealthy systems and have those be the very things that attract like my dream clients to me. Yeah. So I, I can't even describe the level of healing and beauty that brings to my life. I'm just realizing how late I kept you though. I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Thank you so much for generously sharing your genius with my audience. Um, to close out, would you let people know how they can follow you and how they can work with you moving forward? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's been such an amazing conversation. You've asked such amazing questions that I 
love talking about, love talking about all of this, could do it for hours. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to connect, I spend the most time on Instagram at tiffanychung.co. Chung is spelled C-H-E-U-N-G dot C-O. Um, and that's where I share, you know, I'm on stories all the time. I go on live pretty much like most of the days out of the week. Um, and, you know, if you are also looking for a podcast that where I go way more in depth on a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, um, my podcast is the Social Reset Podcast. That's on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen. Um, and I definitely get like very, very vulnerable, share lots of stories, lots of gold nuggets and takeaways uh, for for anyone who's also in business looking to create, you know, sovereign sales and show up unapologetically. And I actually just launched this week my mastermind, which we're starting in May. And that's my mastermind, Magic Mind. And it truly is the subversive, you know, non-traditional, very spiritual, witchy container for women, um, for all women to come together and you know, be able to grow and talk about money and to talk about energetics, to talk about messaging, to release all these layers of who you thought you should be in business to come home to your truest self. We do a lot of truest self work inside this container. And it's a 12-month container, and there's going to be in-person events. We do bi-weekly calls. Um, it's a true, beautiful sisterhood. So if that's something you're looking forward to, or if that's something that you're looking to create, would love to connect, just send me a DM. Um, and if you have any questions on anything that we shared, I'm more than happy to, um, to chat deeper in the DMs if you just send me a message at tiffanychong.co and... Yeah, it's been so beautiful to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you got a lot out of it, take a screenshot and tag Tiffany and me on social media with your takeaways. And don't forget to drop me some stars and subscribe so I know you want me to keep more like this coming your way. Check the show notes for how to follow and work with us moving forward. And if you're craving the kind of sisterhood we were talking about, do check out Tiffany's Magic Mind and my squad. Links are in the show notes. <laughs>